0: Yes, 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 yes. In front of DAR Constitution Hall. I'm sitting here with the Grandmaster Cats in the building.
1: What's up, Malcolm Riddle?
0: You know it. Just holding it down. It's out here. It's like two degrees. We got we got spoiled in the DC area. It was like 70 degrees the other day. Now it's like
1: zero. Two days ago it was 70 degrees. Now it's it's cold. It's definitely winter now.
0: So we're sitting out here. The show's about to kick off. Right? Who do we got?
1: We got the Big Daddy Kane, Dougie Fresh, uh, Houdini is going to be here, which is I've never seen before or I heard saw before. Him in nice. So this is uh, thirty years later, for you. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so Dougie Fresh, Slick Rick, and uh, we were just talking a little bit before you turned on the mic that uh, uh, I've seen Dougie Fresh perform, and it was incredible, but I've never seen him uh, with Slick Rick. The ruler. Right, and he is here as well, so it should be should be a night to remember.
0: Oh man, I'm I'm pretty hype. Man, we're we're a stone's throw away from the Trump White House. I,
1: didn't know if I was gonna be the one to bring it up, or if it was gonna be you, but I can you know you can pretty much see the lights from here.
0: A stone's throw away.
1: He's over there. He's over there. We should go knocking. Uh, we we sense. we have questions. <laughs> yeah, we have, questions. we have many questions.
0: <laughs> What's up? So, yeah, man, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty hyped, man. So you got some art with you? What do you got?
1: I have a new Big Daddy Kane drawing that I managed to. Uh, pull-off this week it was tough
0: with the flat top
1: uh this yeah this is this is circa like 1988 i think uh we definitely he's rocking the flat top there's some sort of art in the side of his head it looks good um i definitely wanted to do an older piece uh and i hadn't i hadn't uh, done a piece with him on the cardboard yet so i made sure i i uh found some time this week to do that
0: how much time does that take i mean for the, you guys listening this might be your first uh, trip down the American Riddle podcast uh, lane, but Grandmaster K- Katz, aka Andy Katz, aka Andrew Katz, yeah. right? That's right. Sometimes they call him AJ. I've heard one or Very two people. Few call pe- him. Very few people, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, whatever it was. but he's the artist, right? He's, he, he is the artist that, that I I uh, crowned Grandmaster. And uh, he does, I mean, how long does it take for you to do this art? Well, I've
1: tried to get it down a little bit to a science. I mean, if I do the full watercolors it's you know we're talking like 25 35 hours so um because a lot of these shows kind of sneak up on me and because i'm working hard on other things um i've tried to you know change my process a little bit so these cardboard pieces while i think they're every bit as sophisticated as the watercolors they i they tend to be more uh they tend to be quicker because i don't have to um draw then paint i just draw and then i'm done so really it it uh it, it affords me an opportunity to, uh, to you know, really do it in within a week. So I don't know. There's there's probably, I don't know. In this in this case, probably ten hours into it. So it's not. It's definitely not as time consuming as a watercolor.
0: Well, all I know is that last time I saw you was on MLK weekend, yeah. and we saw Chuck D of Public Enemy, and he he gave you a shout out and called you a genius of an artist. How'd that make you feel?
1: Well, you know, it's funny about that. Uh... I didn't know that he said that until I knew he called me out, but as soon as he did, I, I kind of lost time, you know what I mean? I got all nervous and flustered. I laughed. Yeah, you definitely laughed. <laughs> yeah. If you ever hear the recording, the person laughing really loud is Malcolm Riddle. Um, but uh, I think He's going to get all shy on us, I, man. I, Here we go. I definitely did, and, and Chuck called me out on being shy, too. He made me stand up and get in front of everybody and kind of introduce myself. But it just sort of shows like what kind of guy he is. He, he's always uh, promoting other people he 's very selfless that way he ends up um, he gave uh, there was an MC in the audience named Substantial, and he gave him some time and got him to stand up and introduce himself so really it was um, it just shows that Chuck is the kind of guy that always is always looking out for other people um, i didn 't see that coming he didn 't warn me. We just happened to be in the audience, and he called me out and um, promoted some of the things that i 've been doing with my art but uh, um, Malcolm was nice enough to uh, uh, illegally record uh, that section of the. Of
0: Man, don't throw me under the bus like
1: no. that. No, I was glad because you you, you you isolated it and and tweeted it out, and I was able to hear that all over again. And when you're hearing it in real time, you kind of miss you kind of miss it when you hear your name. Everything goes kind of blank after that. But uh, it was really cool to hear it after the fact and, and hear that he had said such nice things and and really uh, and got me uh, out of my comfort zone and, and uh, stood me up in front of everybody and. And let me uh, let me share what I what I'm working on.
0: Yeah, no, it was, it was, it's that was a dope experience. I mean, you, you you've heard me talk about Public Enemy and Chuck D and seeing them circa 1987, 88, and then just a big gap in between. You know what I mean? And I've even talked to people that I met on the streets about Public Enemy and Chuck D, and people don't realize how hard they work and how they've. Not stopped working since the 80s, since, since they first appeared on the scene. And tonight again is one of those moments where it's almost, it's full circle seeing uh, Houdini and uh, uh, yeah, and Dougie I mean, damn, look at, you just start smiling it's thinking.
1: That's oh. true, it's oh. true. How's yeah, well, first of all, I should say uh, that the, uh, the thing on MLK Day was a real, real nice experience that he was coming through so close to where we live and that we made time and it was really important for me because uh, I've met Chuck before, I've been fortunate enough to meet him on a, on several occasions. But I was really it was really important for me to get you in front of him. And so the fact that we were there together and my son and I was just gonna say and Justin, your son uh, was there with us. Uh, that was crazy. And uh, I think he appreciated the fact that we were kind of paying it paying it forward and making sure that Justin was there and uh you know you had we had some vinyl, we had some art, iconic. we had some books. iconic Yeah, in fact uh, I think it, I think it's today that yo the rushed the show thirty you're years. Thirty years old. So, you know, definitely feeling kinda long in the tooth right now. Oh, uh, man. but uh thirty years ago they came out and they changed my world. Um and uh you know for me and you to be there and hear him speak was was really powerful and you know he he doesn't pull any punches it wasn't about promoting me or or the rapper in the audience it was about talking about some politics and talking about what uh, Martin Luther King uh, his legacy means to the world and how it's sort of been um, turned upside down a little bit uh, with with all this going on with politics so uh, it was a breath of fresh air that we kind of all needed to hear And I wish that more people could hear it and see it and be there so that they could be inspired by his words. Um, But then, you know, like you said, it comes full circle. I mean, this is much more of a celebratory night where we end up um, seeing some, you know, old heads come out. And uh, I don't want to say old. Let's say classic. Yeah, yeah, uh, I like that better. Classic, artist, icon. This is classic hip-hop, just like they say classic rock. Uh, This is is classic hip-hop. This is really you know, some of the best to ever do it all under one roof. And, um, you know, this was on my calendar for a long time.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. When, when I think about that, I have to, I always reflect back to my childhood and seeing these acts in the beginning and being able to bear witness to it now to come back around with my adult eyes and ears to see it. It's that much more satisfying, that much more rewarding. And I think we need to, we definitely, especially coming off 2016, uh, where we lost so many iconic artists, it's important for you, us to, uh, you know, as a culture and hip-hop or whatever you love, to come out and support, the, you know, the people you admire. Um, I think it's important uh, that you take advantage of that. I, I know a lot of people, and we've talked about this, how it's easy just to, to, you know, look at it, look at the calendar and just stay home, you know what I mean? But if you can get a chance to come out, I mean, and support these artists, I think it just it's it's that much more special. Why especially why they're here while they're here? Yeah, no um, doubt. No doubt. And, and 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 these classic artists have a lot to contribute. I think what they said in the uh, in the '80s and in the '90s was relevant, and every every lyric that spit then. Is just as relevant now, whether that's um, whether that's Chuck D, Public Enemy, Houdini, Slick Rick, uh, Big Daddy Kane, or even the words of Martin Luther King, Doctor Martin Luther King Jr. So we need to pay attention and uh, uh, show up when they uh, when they come to town.
1: Yeah, I mean you know that's why I do what I do. It's uh, certainly uh, I guess you could call what I do a hobby where. I'm uh, making these hip-hop portraits, but for me, it's a lot more than that. It's this—I'm paying tribute to music that means a lot to me, and I'm absolutely recognizing the fact that they're still coming around, they're still making themselves accessible, they're still performing for us, uh, not because they have to, but because they want to, and that they care about this genre of music, or what did you call it, uh, Genery? The gen- <laughs> gen- <laughs> gen- of music. Oh, yeah, you listen to that? <laughs> oh yeah. Generies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, it's um, it's it's special and it, and i've you know i've seen a lot of these acts before and i don't want to take it for granted that they're coming around every time they come around i make time
0: yeah um so we talked about the white house earlier stone's away. Mm-hmm. i'll tell you what else is a stone's throwaway i haven't had time to recap this with you yeah the museum right the 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 african-american uh, smithsonian Yeah. Uh, african-american what's the full title
1: the National Museum of African American History and Culture.
0: I knew it. See, podcast. I got podcast-eyed. <laughs> I think. I think. I, I got hooked up, man. I got hooked up with some tickets. Yeah. Um, Timothy Ann Burnside. Yes, yes, that's her name. And big shout-out to Timothy Ann because she um, – what's her official title? Do you know it there? I don't
1: know her official title. I know she's been a, she's been in the mix with the museum since its inception, and she has – It seems to be one of the coolest jobs of all time where she is able to not only meet uh, dignitaries that come through and tour them, the museum. But she was there before the museum opened, collecting artifacts for the museum. Like um, f- I think she she was the one who collected the uh, the, the public enemy boombox from Chuck D and brought it cross country on the airplane. Had to bring it through security. I mean, she tells these stories better than I do. But I'd like to interview her. Yes, I I I, I think you should. I think it would be a great. She's got one great story after the other. She. I was there the night at the Howard Theater when when Ma Dukes, uh, Jay Dilla's mother um, officially gave uh, his uh, drum machine to the Smithsonian. And you can see that is on display at the museum. And uh, I was also there and you were there the night that he that Rakim gave his microphone to Timothy Ann. And that's also on display. So we're talking about some major artifacts uh, from the hip hop culture that are that are able to be viewed as one part of a just an incredibly rich museum. It's just it's beautiful.
0: Yeah, level after level after level, and I was blown away by it. And and like I said, uh, shout out to Timothy Ann, because uh, um, my son and I went. Miriam um, Tazi, the African with attitude, joined us, and it was a um, it was sobering and it was a celebratory experience at the same time. Level after level. So if you get a chance and you're in D.C worry about the white house white house is going to be there but definitely check out the uh the museum the african-american museum um ours wasn't timed so we spent about i don't know four hours three and a half four hours there
1: Uh, i have to go back because we went on a day where we had uh, like some kind of family dinner plans and we had to um I, i don't want to say cut it short we were there a pretty good amount of time but we definitely missed some things and we want to go back when we have uh a a more like a wider uh, version of time so we can check it all out because there are some really special things i mean i'm a big jackie robinson fan and to see his jersey and his um his bat and uh and his sculpture that's there amazing it's it's amazing right and there's the uh the um the black power olympic uh statue uh with um the three athletes. Actually, I guess just just the two athletes are there on the podiums. I think they left out the Australian. Or is he? In, no, it's is he there? It's, it's everyone. Is it's he all there? All okay, good. Yeah, because sure. it's um it's a special uh presentation because it's all it's sort of like the silvery bronze color and yeah. um oh, it was a John Carlos. I'm forgetting the other gentleman's name, but uh, really uh, powerful. Every everything is. Set up with a lot of thought and and care, and there's just some really, you know, you walk by something and you're like, whoa, that's Harriet Tubman's, you know, Bible or, or is it the, no is, Harriet or Tubman's shawl. shawl. whose Bible was, it was, uh, it was Nat Turner's Nat Turner's, Nat Nat Turner's Bible. Bible, yeah. So so really just some really incredible things that uh, that are there, and um, I, I you know it's it's. It's a somber in some ways, but it's also celebratory. So there's a lot of conversations that are going to come out of that. And I think we're, we're only just getting to the tip of the iceberg with any kind of conversation today.
0: Yeah, no, it, it it's blew me away. Level after level. If you go, start at the bottom level and work your way up. Oh, yeah. don't, don't go to the top and zigzag. Start at the very last level. That's the only advice I can give you. And then you'll appreciate each level as you rise and as our culture mm-hmm did the same and is continuing to do so right. so that's um that's what's up we're in dc broadcasting live um <clears throat> looks like they're opening the door so do you want to go in and we can just continue this podcast uh, yeah, as we we're can so check back in with, so with you a little warmer and yeah, yeah, yeah
1: we'll check back in a little while all right
0: who's the man with the master plan all right all right all right so the show's over (laughs) seemed like a second to you guys but we were back on the mic wow that was an incredible show i mean where do we start
1: it's hard to sort of sort it all out i mean uh it was a lot of different kinds of music Uh, it
0: wasn't all hip-hop well, it was only a couple acts. Of yes, Al be sure and, and was that High Five? High Five. High Five. More but like, yeah. I mean, what were some of your takeaways? Who 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 uh, who stood out? Chub Rock. Chub Rock just knows
1: how to be an MC. I mean, just he uh, got the crowd where we needed to be. He uh, played some amazing uh, historical tracks, kind of looped together. <laughs> course he, he did his uh, treat him right uh, as sort of his finale before
0: uh, turning the, the
1: stage over to the other he act. was
0: killing it i mean he he was he was going down memory lane far as hit after hit not his hits but he was you know paying an homage or homage however you say it
1: i say homage he was working the crowd i mean that's that was sort of his job you could tell tonight was to like MCing. yeah and and you know of course we all wanted to hear treat him right but he could have done what he did all night long and i would have paid attention because it was like like you said one hit after after another and uh it just got us really ready to hear the rest of the the talent.
0: And we had Al B. Sure, you know he he put on a good show. As in any heartbreak tour fashion, everybody get out your seats. Come on, my fellas, too. Everybody get out if you're able to. Please get out your seats. This is a celebration. This is us. Get Who else do we have far as far as, as, far as uh, hip-hop, rap acts? We had... well, the one that I think
1: stood out to me as being like, I think you've, you keep talking about them and you've said that they're slept on, and that's Houdini. <laughs> Can you say that again? Uh, They—they've been slept on. Houdini uh, was just incredible. It was great to see them and hear them, and they also put on an incredible performance. The way that they crisp. command the stage, their voices sounded crisp. great. They had—they uh, had a lot of dance moves crisp. that were synchronized, and, and uh, <laughs> they were crisp. Yeah, most definitely. <laughs>
0: We're sitting here we're outside of uh of constitution hall the uh the nation 's capital is right at our backdrop. We can see the uh monument right behind us. The White House is just not too far and uh, yeah it 's a cold night so we're sitting in the truck right now it 's warming up and uh, we thought we'd recap it with you very quick, so yeah, we went through all the acts. It was off the hook i mean I was a lot of the time, I, I was just taken aback to you know we've said this before on the podcast where It's full circle, and you and I have talked about it together back, you know, being a teenager watching some of these acts, and then seeing them again, it just brought me back, and it was just wonderful to see them still rocking the mic and still being able to deliver.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I thought they also did a really good job of keeping the show moving. I mean, I've been to some shows where there's too much time in between acts, and it seemed like they had it pretty well orchestrated where there was very little downtime.
0: No, it, was, it, was, it moved right along, right up until, um, you know, Big Daddy Kane came out. Kane! I mean, Kane, he just comes out and destroys. He dropped the mic, too. You know what I mean? He threw it down when he was done.
1: He, he, there was no wasted movement. There was no wasted time. He came out. Doing splits. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just, and one after the other. And he again, he kind of actually blended some of his, his hits together so that one fed into the other. And then, you know, it was just a dense, uh, you know, 10 minutes, whatever, however long he was on stage, 15, 20 minutes. And then he was done and walked off. And it was like really, you know, it was just, he killed
0: it and leading up to it so you know we're 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 watching the show we're enjoying the show we're we're standing up you know i'm thinking the whole time i'm like these are icons i kept saying it when kane was on what did you hear me say top, top five, five. <laughs> top five i just kept saying <laughs> i think the girl next to you was getting annoyed because i was like top five I think she was gonna start saying it too I was like, top five man this dude is in he's in the top five uh M- MCs of all time And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, we're at the last act, right? Right after Houdini. Houdini brings down the show, right? And who's coming up next? Huh? The greatest entertainer. The
1: human beatbox, the entertainer, Doug E. Fresh.
0: So he comes out. He comes out in all his glory. Everyone's on their feet, and what what happens?
1: Well, you would think that we would
0: <laughs> we would
1: actually stick around for a while. And
0: how did I describe seeing Dougie Fresh and Slick Rick? What in that, what, what comparison did I did I make?
1: You said it's kind of like seeing Lennon and McCartney. Yeah, and uh, you know, I think about that. I I love that comparison. I'm a hip hop head, and I I love the Beatles as well. So and, we were hype, right? Oh uh, yes, absolutely. You know, we we nothing would take us away.
0: Nothing would take us away, nothing at all. And, and 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 right up into that moment, Dougie Fresh comes out, the crowd goes wild. There's cheering, applause. Women are going crazy, guys are going crazy. And what happens, Andy?
1: My phone rang. <laughs> 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 and uh, I looked at it. I'm like, oh, oh, I can't answer this. And it was a it was a Brooklyn number. And then there was no name. And I was like, I, maybe this is just a telemarketer or something. And then I compared it to a number that I had dialed earlier in the night. And I had, uh, when I had texted um, Kane's manager, uh, Saquon. And uh, sure enough, Saquon was calling. I didn't pick it up. Uh, he called right back again. I tried to pick it up. Couldn't hear a word he was saying. And uh, then he texted me, come meet me out in the hallway.
0: Mm. 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 So There's a dilemma for you. There yeah, there's a serious dilemma We faced this dilemma one time before when, when Big Daddy Kane and Rakim shared the stage at the Howard Theater. And I remember we, we got the call to come backstage and Rakim was getting ready to take the stage and I remember a moment of panic yeah. because I wanted to see the R, right? But that worked out. This specific time yeah. we had to make a decision. An executive decision. And you didn't even you didn't even you didn't even blink an eye. You were like, I'm going.
1: Uh, I, I said I'm going because I, I, I really felt like, you know, someone's trying to do me a favor, help me out. Um, uh, I couldn't help the timing, and I wasn't sure if you were going to come or not. And I, I, I walked down the stairs, and you were right behind me, so I knew we were in business, and I knew we were going to um, – It's showtime! It's showtime! Yeah, we were either gonna be successful or we were gonna deeply regret our decision.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We were gonna, we were gonna crash and burn because we're, you know, the 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 loneliest part is going down those empty corridors. That's
1: like the the beginning of Goodfellas, right?
0: and yes, yeah, like casino. You're going it's a kitchen, and then like you, you, see puddles, and you're not sure what they are. Well, at least in Goodfellas, <laughs> they know they're going to get a meal. We don't know what the hell we're going to get. No, like right? we're just, we're just being navigated, and we're like, you know, that the show is going on, and who? We're going down the corridor, and who passed us?
1: So we got right up to the door, and the Saquon said, "Stay close to me." Uh, because we were going through a really dense area of bodies, and they were all watching the show. Right next to the show was this door, and right as we arrived,
0: the door opened, and who walks out? Slick Rick, the ruler. <laughs> right, he's got right. gold. Oh, yeah. His you can his gold is clanking to get together. The medallions are the eye patch. You know what I mean? And
1: you hear the keyboard for the be- from the, the beginning of the show.
0: Yep, yep, yep. Uh, yes, as
1: we yes. Go through the door into another empty corridor.
0: Yes, yeah, so so. Needless to say, you figured this out already. We missed the whole show. We missed Slick Rick, Dougie Fresh, perform together on stage yeah. in Washington D.C., yeah. the nation's capital. We yeah. mi- we missed the whole thing.
1: Now that would be you know a sad end to the story. But the story does not end there.
0: Does not end there, people. Does not
1: end there. I would be. I wouldn't be laughing and smiling right now if that's how the story had ended.
0: No, we, we, it was kind of a very surreal experience because as, as, you know, I was thinking, I was like, damn, yeah. you know, I'm thinking we're missing it. Yeah. You could hear it. The crowd was going crazy. It's a muffled sound. And then we, uh, the, the these, these doors part open and who's, who's sitting there chilling in a, in a baby blue long sleeve shirt and baby blue uh, shell, high top shell, shell top Adidas is none other than Big Daddy Kane and he's just chilling
1: dark gable yeah that's
0: right king <laughs> that's, asiatic that's right
1: so he's sitting there and actually the last thing i heard before we walked in is like hey you guys um you know you can come in here for a minute but like get what you need and then and then i'll go back out and so i was like all right that's fine no problem and oh, you, they they said that, you, said that
0: i didn't hear that i yes, sat down i know <laughs> 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 malcolm made himself comfortable <laughs>
1: I did that before, I think, someplace, uh, it, didn't it, I? It was the right thing to do. But we went in. Broke bread. Oh, it was it was amazing. We went in and we uh, we were just part of the the crew sitting there hanging out, like family, like family. And was you know, and uh, uh, Trey Chaney, who played Poot on The Wire, was there, which it was good to see him again. Uh, immediately seeing him made me feel like, oh, okay, we're cool, we're all right to be here. And then, um, you know, uh, Kane was sitting there uh, in a chair, and he uh, not he he greeted us warmly. And then I, I said, you know, you got to tell me the story of, of, uh, uh, the, of, of, a painting that I had, um, he commissioned me to do. And I've, I haven't talked about this or shared it publicly because it's, it's a personal painting that he asked me to do last year, but it was for his wife. Uh, and it was a painting of him, his wife and his son. And, uh, I was totally honored and blown away to do it. Um, he was totally professional about asking me to do it. And, uh, Uh, I hadn't seen him since I I sent it to him, and um, he told me the story of how his wife saw it uh, and that she had walked past it a few times in their brand-new house. He had it hanging up on the wall so that when she walked into the new house, she would see it. And the third time she passed it, she saw it, and she just froze and started to cry. And for him to tell me that story in front of all these other people that were in the room was really... um, kind of a, just amazing to see that's like such a payoff for me as an artist to uh to, to get to that point and then you know after that if he had said all right now get out I would have been fine with that but we sat down and we we uh we swapped some stories we took some pictures he signed the uh the new uh cardboard uh piece that I that I drew he I, I, I left it up to him to tag whatever lyrics on there and he he uh, wrote something from uh, Ain't No Half Steppin', which is a good choice, and uh, signed it, took some pictures of it, uh, and then um, Malcolm came back with his, uh, I don't know if you want to tell that story. About
0: no, I, I did. I made myself comfortable. I, I sat, you know, if this is a chair, I'm going to sit down, man. Well, I'm saying about, like, when, when he was signing <coughs> the work, you... you yeah, I came, but, well, yeah, I came back. Well, yeah, I did. Oh, yeah, you're right. I, I left, because uh, I got a word in, and I was talking to uh, Kane about... Wine, Because, I mean, on online, sometimes I'll tweet him different pictures of of uh, various bottles of wines I come across. And I know he, he loves uh, wine from various regions. So we'll go back and forth sometimes. And I told him earlier in the day that I was going to bring him a bottle, um, a, a select bottle. At first, I was going to bring something from Napa. But I, I, I elected to go with uh, the great state of Washington. And Washington State... <clears throat> you may or may not know, is they're known for their, their red wines. Um, they're, they're known for their, their Bordeaux-style wines. They, it's, it's a great region if you're looking for Bordeaux varietals, um, Cab, Cab Merlots. They do Malbec. But this specific winery is called Fidelitas, and it's, it's uh, run and own, family owned family-owned winery by a buddy of mine named Charlie Hoppus. So I had this beautiful bottle was black bottle and the 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 label itself is as fidelitas, but it's uh it's not etched in gold. I think they said it's uh silk screened oh, okay. in in gold foil, mm-hmm. so it really pops yeah, you know and uh so i i bought I brought two bottles with me, but I didn't dare try to bring them into the into the venue because I knew it was going to be trouble but I mean security's lax. they didn't even look in my bag they just I opened it up told them what was in it, and they just kept it moving, so I should have brought them but I feel
1: like <clears> they bring in my giant folder and all my like my
0: but uh, so I had the bottle. I told Kane I was like, yo, I got those bottles I, I tweeted you about, you know, in the car. I can go get them. So his, his, uh, his manager, you know, kind of escorted me to the side door and um, told the security to let me back in. So I ran, got the bottle, brought it back, gave it to him. We took a picture. He took a picture with it, with the bottle in hand. I think he really liked it. He was I digging mean, me it
1: too. And then you guys rapped about um, wine for you know fifteen minutes. You kind of held court. There's probably like fifteen people in the room, I'm listening. and it, you were you were talking, and everyone was listening.
0: Everyone. It His manager even gave me his card at okay. the end because you I was want, telling him. want him over. You definitely want everybody
1: over. I mean, Kane even said you, you need to give me your card. And um, it was it was just great to to see you. Uh, like I said, holding court. Everybody's looking around. Everybody's looking at you, and they're uh, they're all listening. And um, I think at first they were like, "Who are these guys?" And then I don't know. Five minutes into it, we're just one of the crew.
0: We're chilling. So yeah. So Kane took a picture of the Fidelitas bottle. Then him and I took one. Um, we yeah. We started talking, mixing it up. And, I mean, you know, it was just yeah. It was it's surreal in a way, but at the same time, you know, they're just down to earth. You know, they did their job, and they're just hanging out and chilling, you know?
1: Yes. And, you know, the, the uh, I don't know if you want to tell the, the story, but eventually, uh, you know, since Trey was there, who played Poot on the Wire, they started talking about Trey's new show that he's doing uh, called Saints and Sinners. And Jay, I think it's Jay Williams, is it Jay? J.D. Williams, who played uh, Bodie on the Wire, is also in that. And um, uh, they were talking about about the whole acting thing, and I think... I think Trey said something like, "Oh, you know, we got to get you on uh, Saints and Sinners sometime, Kane," and and he's like, oh, "We're just waiting on you." And so, just as a joke, he hopped up out of his chair, and they, they, uh, he put uh, improv'd a scene. He put, uh, he put Trey on the spot. I don't even think Trey knew what he was doing. They stood up At with first. A lot they didn't. Right. They did. They did a couple of takes, but the first take was uh, was <laughs> was. Kane kind of playing uh he's gonna be the new uh the new boss in town since Avon Barksdale is locked up and, and Bodie's been shot. Uh and so instead of instead of uh <laughs> Yeah, there it is. And if uh instead of uh, working for Avon Barksdale, Poot is now going to work for Kane.
0: Well here here's the uh let's let's play this real quick. This is the uh the scene you're talking about that Kane did. Hold on.
1: Listen. Bodie. Dead. Avon locked up. You working for me now. Alright? Forget that stuff that you was out there messing with. This is what you moving now. Alright? What's this? That's that, that's that powerful wine. That's that new stuff. Take, take it take through to the next level. But listen, don't do it by the bottle. We're doing it by sips, okay? Sips. Sips. Five dollars a sip. Get out there and make that money, my dude. We're gonna get this. All right, it's real. Alright, Poop? Gotcha. My dude. Yeah, that was dope. Well, the fun, I think the funniest part of that whole thing was that <laughs> once he videotaped or videotaped, once he recorded that on his phone, uh, Kane probably watched it <laughs> like ten times. He while kept we're rewinding. There. It was hilarious to watch him watching it.
0: Yeah, but it was it was cool. Uh, it was cool just, just interacting and just having that conversation. Uh, <clears throat> and even then, still going on in upstairs is the uh, Dougie Fresh Slick Rick show, right?
1: Yeah, and so they, we kind of wound up in there after we got everything we needed. We hung out for a while. Nobody kicked us out. We, we sat there, I don't know, for, it felt like a 20 minutes, I guess. And then um, we got up to walk out in the hall, and we were going to head back upstairs, and we realized that the show was pretty much ending. It, we stopped hearing it. And instead of going upstairs, we just stayed in the hallway.
0: Yeah, no, well, we hung out a little bit longer in Kane's room, and Jalil came back in from Houdini, right? Houdini. right? right. Right. That. We're going to post some yeah, there. we 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 got love from Houdini. I mean, and even Kane even talked about Houdini.
1: You know what? I'm glad you brought that up because that was really special. We're sitting there, and we're you know we're joking around. We're talking about this and that. And um, uh, Jaleel came back in and then left. And at some point, um, Kane just started reminiscing, and he got like really deep. He started saying, you know, he goes, it really, it really, uh, it's really special to see them on stage he goes. i I feel like a little kid when when i'm like bugging out when i see them out there and i'm like you know that's that's how we all feel when you're out there and i was glad i got to say that but for him to sit there in front of all of us and and kind of really really uh kind of go back and and share that memory it was really really
0: cool. yeah and then and, and you know just icing on top of that to you know meet talk to jaleel show him some love and and you know get a quick picture with him that was uh that that was definitely one of those moments and then not too long after that uh we were in the hallway like you said and then uh uh, dougie fresh came down followed by no slick rick and then dougie fresh right yeah we saw we
1: saw slick rick walk by and uh we were kind of waiting for dougie fresh but uh um it was it was really cool we were really one of the only people in the hallway and then 10 seconds later there was 45 people in the hallway so it got really crowded really fast but dougie fresh um stopped and uh signed uh my 1986 copy of oh my god the uh, his uh his uh debut album and um uh that was really great and i got to mention the fact that he did our, a shout out for mca day and for mca uh a couple years back when I saw him at Freedom Plaza in Washington, D.C., and uh, uh got him to sign uh, an original drawing and uh, sign my MCA skateboard. So he he remembered uh, meeting me and remembered the artwork anyway, and then um, uh, I was glad I got to thank him for doing that. And then we took a couple pictures, and then we moved into uh, – we got a chance to move into the dressing room where everybody was
0: – He was jam-packed. I mean, Slick Rick is <laughs> – He has an energy, and he has a draw, like, I don't even know if, if, I mean, we've seen a lot of acts, right? Mm -hmm. We have. He he seems to have, like, something different, you know what I mean? Like, everywhere he goes, it's a a young and old, you know what I mean? Women and children, like, just follow him.
1: True? Oh, yeah, I mean, and what I like about him is that he seems genuinely... He's very mellow he's when you when you come up to him. He's ve- he's very soft spoken and uh, he, he takes his time with you. Even though everyone else is sort of pushing and shoving and rushing you around, he's not. And he he really tries to take a moment with everybody. He's very thankful and yeah. grateful for uh, everybody to say a few words.
0: Yeah, no, that was that was that was a great moment. That was that was awesome. And you know, it it turned out even though now our top priority, and I'm saying this on the podcast, top priority is to go on a mission. This mission has been set, and there's no should you accept it. We do accept a mission to see Slick Rick and, and Dougie Fresh perform on stage yeah. together because we, we did miss that, but we, we, it was a, a great experience, no doubt. Yeah, that's awesome. We're just looking at some pictures, but quite a quite a night in, in the nation's capital, and, uh, yeah, no, I, I really appreciate it. <laughs> I really – why are you making that face? i don't know in that picture am i making a face yeah you're great no it was awesome it was awesome it was a it was a wonderful uh wonderful evening so
1: great stuff man i i uh i I have a lot more to say about it but uh you know it's kind of um overwhelming
0: yeah no well yeah it always is whenever we go on these missions it's it takes me a couple days to pro. I mean, the, the Chuck D one, forget about it. Chuck D, it took me almost a couple weeks to process. And I'm still processing that. But, uh, yeah, it usually takes a while. But we'll, we'll recap it again. I'm sure I'll, I will uh, bring it back up, and then we'll have you back on a podcast. And we can recap and, and go over some other things that we have going on. It's, it's a little late sitting out here. I got a parking ticket. Mm-hmm. Let me see this thing, man. What Make is it this really nice. It says that, uh, No time limit, six thirty to ten. That's bullshit. It's a thirty dollar ticket. But I put it in and I got the I got the app. Yeah. I got the app. That seems wrong. I got the app. Look at this. There you go. Am I lying? Park mobile. There it is. I put seven dollars and eighty cents in. So I'm I'm gonna contest that. Yeah, you should. I'm gonna contest it's it. Totally. What'd you show me?
1: I showed you and Jaleel.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna contest that. But that's what's up people. So thanks again for tuning in. Um be sure and um you know you can you can you can find like everything we talked about uh official Big Daddy Kane on Instagram and he's on Twitter. Uh his official Big Daddy Kane is where he posted the Instagram mm-hmm. yeah, uh, where see, they were doing the you'll improv. See,
1: you'll see Malcolm in the side.
0: Yeah, you'll see me in the mirror. See, yeah, right there in the right. corner with the Detroit hat. And then um, uh, be sure to check out uh, my man, my main man, Andy Katz, Grandmaster Katz, on Instagram. Uh, Instagram is at or yeah, at AJ Katz
1: Art, Art Twitter too. and it's the same thing on Twitter, at AJ Katz.
0: We're easy to find. You know, when Kane's manager asked me for a card, I just said, I'm online, man. You can find me online. I'm easy to find. If you Google my name, you know where it's at, people. So, uh yeah, we'll we'll keep you posted with anything that's coming up. Thanks for tuning in. Domino motherfucker. <laughs> the American Riddle Podcast. I'm Riddle. I'm <laughs> the American Riddle Podcast.